A lot of people are going to do idiotic things in the present markets, and I thought I'd give you a presentation to save you the time, energy, and hopefully the money from yourselves and from making big, big mistakes. What are some of the biggest mistakes people might make? Well, the first thing, of course, is to chase losers. In and of itself, not enough data for it to be a good strategy. Just buying something because it's fallen, for instance. Falls do not mean value, and you can see here, and I've drawn at the time of recording, I've put on there the six-month declines. Netflix down 73%, Etsy's down 65%, PayPal down 61%. There will be time to do a deal in some of these companies, but it'll depend on valuation, which is the share price relative to another metric, such as its asset or value, its profitability, its cash flow. Momentum will be another factor to look at. We don't want to be trying to catch the proverbial falling knife. Cash flow is always going to be important, certainly to survival, because small changes in cash flow have a massive impact on the other two main parts of a business's accounts, its balance sheet, and most importantly, its profit and loss account. Overall market direction, whilst there's very clear signs of headwinds, i.e. falling markets, you might not want to get in to companies which have already been in a downward trajectory. Overall growth, revenue growth. And we'll want ones with lower volatility, particularly in a falling market or a market which in itself is already volatile. So big mistake, just chasing something because it's already fallen, albeit they're great names. I mean, Adobe, name for the ages. Walt Disney, great name. PayPal, I own some, great name. But would I get into it right today? No, because it doesn't tick all those boxes right now. So we keep monitoring it every week until they start getting in our crosshairs. Everything's perfect. Then we lock on and close the deal. What will special situations look like? Will there be some special situations? Of course they will in some of these companies which have fallen. But I'll really be looking for those which will give me a return if they go back to the peak they've had of 100%. And that's likely to happen based on the fundamentals of the company within the next two years. So you can imagine, I'm looking for a deal which is a screaming buy, not just, oh, you might make 25%, 20% if you're lucky. The environment's too difficult for me only to be satisfied with such a low return as 20, 25%. I really need a deal which is likely to make 100% because then even if it fails somewhat, I still hit my benchmark. I want companies with volatility below 20%, not least because in a high inflationary environment, the volatility companies tend to do better, but also because I don't want volatility when the markets are falling. I want it when the markets are rising. Valuation, I've already mentioned, growth, in, and cash flow. I particularly like the cash return on capital invested metric. Now, when all of those factors are met, and probably a few others, momentum, for instance, overall market direction, and so on, there'll be some special situations I'll get into. I have no problems holding cash until I get a great deal. I'm Gujarati, if you know what that means. Chasing momentum, another mistake. You go to the other end of the table, and you say, wow, these ones are just shooting up. Where's my 81%? Where's my 54%? Where's my 48%? And so on. Well, the problem here is you want your dopamine hit. You want to say things like, I want the gains I had a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. 
or you might say things like, but inflation means I have to take risks, I have to be in the market, I have to take all of these. The problem is, when you look at these momentum plays, the ones who've been doing well, do you know if they're overvalued? Have you looked at the price earnings ratio, price to book ratio, price to free cash flow, or even done a discount cash flow valuation? Are they growing? Are they in sectors which tend to be better in inflationary environments? Or are you just buying in a fast falling market? Maybe all the locks, uh, all the gains therefore have already been locked in. Simply looking at the gains over the last six months will not tell you enough whether or not this is a great deal. Okay, my rules, and that's the S&P 500, where I think it's going to drop at least to 0.2, if not to 0.3. Three is 50% off its high. Initially, in January, if you told me, I would have said, no, I don't think that's going to happen. But then again, I'm not in the guessing gambling business. I keep reevaluating, taking on more information. I never close my mind to more information. So my way of doing things at the moment, well, the strategy is to tick value, growth, income, if there are companies which tick all those boxes. And tactically, when the market's falling as it is now, to wait patiently outstanding deals and focus on what the data shows does well at this time which is on top of that strategy of valuation growth income really focusing on undervaluation price earnings and peg and give more weight to those right now lower volatility give more weight to those higher market cap give more weight to those look at the monthly momentum chart does it suggest rising momentum and as always, hold for 12 months with a 25% trailing stop as a general rule. I might tweak some of those things, but as a general rule when I get in, so at least I know what my worst case scenario is. Why 12 month holdings? Well, you've just seen in this market, it should have taught you a lesson. You don't buy and hold forever. The world changes too quickly for that. So 12 months or 25% trailing stop losses hit beforehand. Put another way with the strategy, whether there's going to be a slow recovery, medium, fast, or mixed. I think greater probability somewhere between a slow and a mixed recovery, which means I've got to be flexible and agile in terms of what I pick. I can't simply say, oh, I will just keep doing everything that I've always been doing, uh, other than the fact that strategically value growth income. But tactically, I've got to be agile. I've got to say, well, wait a minute. We now want lower volatility companies which are undervalued because we're in a very high inflationary environment. Did I see that two years ago? No. We did suspect inflation was going to hit at some point. I didn't know it was going to be today. I didn't know today was the day, or this year was the year. And in terms of next steps, well, I'll probably hold more cash. That's what it means when you've got a mixed recovery. And be very, very selective and picky with a few special situations. Hope you found that useful. Depending on where you're watching this, follow, like, links in the bio and so on. If you're part of my great investments program, you don't need to do any of those things because you're going to get the insights into the stocks that I like in any given moment and which the data, 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 data shows meet our very, very stringent criteria at the moment. Thank you very much.